Welcome to the Ponder a New Podcast. I'm Pastor Rob Myalis. And in this episode, we're going to wrap up our mini-series on the names of Jesus. And uh, this one, we're going to go for a little bit of a surprising one that may not have been the, the first name you thought of, but in fact, it's the name uh, that God actually chose uh, to give Jesus. So without further ado, let's get discovering. Like the last podcast, this one was recorded before a live audience. Not one in the studio, but in the sanctuary. And it begins with a series of questions to jog your memory. Let's see if you've been paying attention the last few weeks. Okay. What does Jesus mean? God saves. Okay, God saves. Okay, okay. What about Emmanuel? God is with us. Okay. What about... Christ. Messiah? Okay, yeah, right? Okay, good. So a uh, little bit of penetration. That's good. That's good. So uh, one of my uh, favorite songs is raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. And then I get all the words mixed up and they all kind of jumble together. But I, I really like the song. And uh, so I want you to think about your favorite things. Like if you were to write a song, a favorite things, what might be in that, in that song? Maybe for some of you, would you have like a writing utensil? Any of you are those kind of people that have a writing utensil you like? I know there's at least one or two of you out there, yeah. And uh, maybe for some of you, uh, at a young age, we often have a, a favorite like blanket or maybe a teddy bear. Any of you, uh, as parents at 3 a.m., search desperately to find your child's blanket so they could actually go to sleep at night? Yeah, we've, we've, uh, to be a parent is to do that. So we have these uh, things in life that we, we hold dear. And when we hold something dear, we, we're sad when we don't have it. And we're often willing to go to great lengths to to find it, and uh, even to invest sort of time and money into keeping it nice. So again, thinking about favorite things. The name that I want to share with you and reflect upon about Jesus is actually, uh, it's, it's kind of a unique name in, in two ways. And the first way that it's unique is that it's actually... The, the name that is given to Jesus, not by mortals and not even by angels, but it's actually the name that is given to Jesus by, by the Heavenly Father. Any guesses? Okay, we're getting there. Yep, we're getting close. Yeah, so in the baptism and in the transfiguration of Jesus, as Jesus is coming out of the water, the heavens rip open... And there's a voice, and that voice says, this is my son. And there's another beautiful word there, beloved. <clears throat> this is my son, the beloved. So I want us to think a little bit about that name for Jesus, the beloved. The beloved, that, that God declares that Jesus is the beloved, the favorite, the dear. 
And what I, I first was, was sort of thinking about uh, with that is that for God, the thing that is beloved is actually not a thing, but it's a person. Again, for God, the thing that is beloved actually isn't even a thing. It's a person. And perhaps that's a bit of a reminder for us in this busy season of wrapping and purchasing presents. To remember, it's not about the gift. It's about the person, right? It's about, about the person. But just, again, that God would, this would be the name. And, and, and what about this name? That somehow that uh, God and Jesus have this love for each other. And that if Jesus is the beloved, and this is his, his name, if we call Jesus Jesus and the Christ and Emmanuel, what might it mean for us to call Jesus the beloved? Ourselves. And I think there's a little bit of a challenge in this name too. As a measure of, are we willing to make sacrifices for Jesus? Is Jesus the object of our affection what might it mean for us not simply to call jesus lord or savior but my beloved there's something else unique about this name and uh, that is that it's the arguably the only name for jesus that isn't just for jesus but for us as well Again, it's not just a name for Jesus, but it, it also is a name for us. In the New Testament letters, not the, the Gospels, but, but in the, the letters, the early Christians actually referred to each other at points as the beloved. So at one point, the writer Paul, when he's talking about the Gospel writer Luke, refers to him as the beloved. And then later, Peter, uh, uh, in the second letter of Peter, will call Paul our beloved. So Christians were willing to refer to each other this way. But Jesus goes even one step further. In the Gospel of John, he says, As the Father has loved me, so I love you. And so this means that the one who is called beloved by the Father, he says, this is the love that Jesus has for us, that in Jesus' eyes, we're the beloved. Although we all know this, I think sometimes that stays up here and doesn't always work its way down here. There is a, a French mystic uh, about 11th century and again, I'm going to butcher the French. His name is like Bernard de Chevreau. And actually, he's, he's famous for writing the words to a sacred head now wounded, the, the sort of the original. And uh, he, he's writing about the Annunciation. This is Mary hearing uh, the words that she would bear Jesus. And, and um, this medieval mystic says there are three miracles there. Uh, the first is that there's a virgin birth. The second is that God and human would become one. But he says the, the real miracle is that Mary would believe that this would be happening to her. 
And, and I think in, in Christian faith, the, the real miracle, the real sort of kind of spin your brains, it's so hard to get our minds around, isn't the inner workings of the Trinity as complicated and as sort of beyond our human comprehension as those are. Uh, or even sort of what it means for Jesus to be both fully human and fully divine, or how the Spirit uh, actually works in our lives. I, I think really when push comes to shove, the, the sort of the radical and, and difficult and challenging claim of Christian faith is that actually God loves us. And, and I don't think this is um, an unhealthy set of self-esteem to have trouble with this. In fact, if somebody were to walk around all the time saying, well, of course the creator of the universe is enthralled with me, we would think they were rather narcissistic, if not insane. And in our modern sort of psychology, we've tried to sort of do an end around this with all sorts of self-help books and sort of... Uh, always telling us to sort of be kind, that we're, that we're good people, and uh, that we, we've sort of done away with sin. We just don't like that word. We've sort of, as if we could erase, just sort of scratch out the law that we wouldn't have to feel its guilt anymore. But I still think in spite of all of that self-help and all of those gurus and all of those videos and books and all of the watering down of biblical language, we're still left with this just internal sense that it's kind of ridiculous based on how I acted and who I was today that the creator of the universe would be pleased with me. But this is what we discover and this is what we hear and this is the mystery of our faith that, that God has chosen somehow in Jesus Christ to hold us dear and in, in fact proves that we're dear to God and that God gives up Jesus for us. And, and that, that this act of, of God giving up Jesus is, is, is not so that, again, um, we would just be slightly better, but that we would be with God forever. That's how dear we are to God, that God wants to be with us for all time. And again, I, I think that is, is really hard to believe. And, and so that's why in our baptisms, we're, we're given that name of beloved child. We hear that word of promise for Jesus is, is for us. And that, again, as beloved child, you're baptized. But again, for most of us, we don't remember the day of our baptism. Uh, for many of us, it may have even been before we were sort of really able to sort of remember it. But regardless, I think this is why when we walk by the baptismal font, we so often put our hands in that water or, or mark a cross on our forehead. And I would in, invite you to, to don that name, to, to wear it as uh, you are the beloved. And when you're not in the sanctuary and you're still struggling to believe that again with the, the water in your face in the morning and to mark that cross and remind yourself that, um, that this name that God gave to Jesus as the beloved is a name that in his death, in his resurrection, in your baptism, uh, Jesus gives to you, the beloved.